and welcome to another edition of the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast that's right folks my name is aj kierens i'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring our favorite beers and breweries to life this week's episode is no different. It's actually it's a special one. We've got Lila Hall, one of the co-founders and co-owners of Yazoo Brewing in Nashville, Tennessee. One of my favorite places to visit in this beautiful country. It's just a wonderful place, great people, great food, and more and more great beer every time I go to visit. So just excited to have the opportunity. This is a unique experience. We've had a few opportunities, you know, Daniel Endicott and a few others who are kind of not just the artist, but have a different role within the brewery. And it was really nice to speak to Lila to learn about the, you know, the foundation of the brewery with her and Linus, you know, how things are in, in Tennessee, get some spoilers about some uh, upcoming stuff. Their 15th anniversary is coming up, new beer for that. You know, don't want to give it all away, but it's just, uh, it's a great episode. If you haven't had a chance to check them out, uh, you can visit them online, and you're going to need to learn how to spell Yazoo. So if you don't know how to spell the zoo, it's Y-A-Z-O-O-Brew.com, Yazoo Brew on Instagram. They have a great Embrace the Funk program, and just uh, just a really great opportunity to, to speak to Lila and learn about you know, her story as an artist, the, the brewery, what they're doing, some of the inspiration for some of the creative work, and, you know, the importance of you know friends, family, and really just seeing all that hard work come to life. So it's a it's a wonderful episode. It's uh, it's another great milestone for us to be able to share this one with you, and hopefully you're you're enjoying the adventure. This is episode number 79, 79 That's right, setenta in the wave, and just uh, really great time. So again, this is the sixteen ounce canvas. I always say that, but if you're listening, like. Did you? Do people just randomly end up on podcasts? Like, I mean, there's no like seek button. Like, you can just like hit a podcast and end up like seeking us and get stuck on another one. But regardless, we have a format. We have a formula. It's not broken. We get a little repetitive. One six oz canvas dot com is the website. One six oz canvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to use the hashtag tic tac toe, whatever you would like to call it. Pound sign, whatever. One six OZ canvas for well over 800 tags, which is kind of cool. So things are growing there and just really building. We're building the community together. We're showcasing people. We're telling stories, and we're just having a great time doing it. So you are now officially a part of that, and we we thank you for for joining us here each and every week. And we have another announcement to make. After weeks of teasing it, we may have seen the. The announcement video we put up on the Instagram and Facebook. But we're happy to announce our eighth season, our eighth 12-pack of artists. So without further ado, we'll just drop those four. We got Drew Millward. He's over there in the UK doing work with Bundo Bus Brewing Company. He's done so much more at Leeds Beer Music Festival. And he's really just uh, really excited as well as some concert posters for, for Fish and other great artists. We've got Tommy Lee from Appalachian Mountain Brewery. I've watched a video of Tommy and just... Very excited to speak to him. I think it's just going to be a really great opportunity. Jason Lynch, Decadent Ales. Jason's a new artist. He's been doing work for Decadent now for, for a while. We spoke to him early on. We let him you know, know that we wanted to have him be a part of it. We had to kind of convince him to, to do that. It happens sometimes. 
Mr. Chris Kemp, C underscore Kemp on Instagram, Revelry Brewing. Really excited to be able to have him be a part of it. He's been a big supporter of the project early on. Jessica Batista, she does work with CT Valley Brewing and a few others. We actually met her at the gallery show. We're introduced to her by Dean McKeever. Really excited to have her. Sophie DeVere, Whiplash Brewing Company, across the seas. I want to thank Vinny for making that recommendation. You don't understand. People are recommending artists. They're tagging artists. They're saying, AJ, check this out. I get texts and emails. People want to be a part of it. It's exciting. We're doing something really great. And so everyone who recommends somebody, I thank you. It's really cool. You know, there's so many great people out there. Everyone's got a different palette and perspective on things. And so really excited to see Sophie, you know, be on the show, be on the podcast, you know, her mixed media, the way she does stuff. If you haven't checked it out, it's Sophie, S-O-P-H-I-E underscore Devere, D-E-V-E-R-E. And you can see her work there as well as that whiplash. We've got Eric Wolf Solster. He's doing works over at Motorworks Brewing. Excited to have Eric be a part of it. Got Miguel Rivas, the beer trekker. We've had a few photographers, you know, in the past. Uh, Tim Oxen comes to mind, and so really excited to to speak with Miguel about his recent trip to Europe, what he's working on, and just as someone who absolutely loves great photography, it'll be a wonderful opportunity to speak to him. Caitlin Mayers, Triple Crossing. Really excited to, to speak with her. Triple Crossing is killing it down there in Richmond, Virginia, and it'll be a great opportunity to speak to her. Matt Varnish of uh, Varnish Studios. He does work with Browery uh, West and uh, going to be a good one there. Tyler Cristobal, home brewing company. He's been tagging us on some stuff for a while, so it was kind of nice to get that nudge like, hey, either he was doing it or, or home brewing was doing it, but we've been following along with Tyler's story for a while. I'm really excited to have him in the mix. And then another, another chap from across the pond, Richard Norgate with Magic Rock Brewing. So, We've got a pretty uh, stellar lineup here. It's great to see. We've got nice diversity in our, our lineup, and just it's really amazing. We're already working on the ninth season, so we are lining up for episode 100, and hopefully it'll be a, a special one. So I'm AJ. This is the 16-ounce canvas. It was episode number 79, Setenta y Nueve. Feel free to get in touch, AJ at 16ozcanvas.com. We'd love to hear from you, but right now I think you'd rather hear from Lila. I mean, that's really why you're here. So without further ado, here's Lila Hall, Yazoo Brewing, right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Cheers, y'all. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us, checking in from Nashville, Tennessee, Lila Hall, co-founder of Yazoo Brewing, one of my favorite places to visit when I come to, come to Nashville. So thank you so much for for making the time to uh, join us today, Lila. Yeah, great. I'm glad to to be talking to you. Yeah, it's one. I have to say, you're you're, you're wonderful and, and a kind person. We haven't met yet, but I've had to reschedule a few times more than I would you know care to admit. And your responses and, and feedback would just kind of you know just put me at ease. So I, I just wanted to publicly thank you for putting up with me for a little while. Oh, it was not a problem, and I understand that you know life and other things happen. So absolutely okay. Glad get, to be here today. Glad exactly. we made it work. Yeah, exactly. It's all, it, it all brought us to, to this point together. So just uh, just exciting. Like I said, I get to, I've been blessed. I get to come down to Nashville you know, less than I would like, but I'll probably get down there three times a year. Was down there most oh, recently. Oh, wow. That's a lot. 
Yeah, right? if, yeah. So it's I, I, yeah. I usually try to st- you know I have business in other parts of the state, but I'll drive you know if my meetings or whatever bring me to Nashville for a day or a day and a half. I'll try to get there the night before as much as I can. And I've seen some great music, um, you know, the beer. I was there for CBC, so yeah, it was it was awesome. Oh, good. All yeah. those throngs of people that descended on the city. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little it was overwhelming. A good time. It was overwhelming. I was. It was uh, overwhelming for Nashville. <laughs> okay. It was overwhelming for us. We're, right, we're a little town with lots of big city accoutrement, but it's still a little town. So. Oh, uh, I um, mean, yeah. I was I was solo and I went as which was weird because of this is media and I was by myself and there was fifteen thousand people and it was just like, whoo. All right. Got to take a step. Yeah, got to take absolutely. a step back. Got to take a step back. Well, and it was overwhelming for us because we had gone to the New Orleans CBC, I want to say, gosh, 17, 18 years ago, and it was in a tiny little conference room, and there yeah. might have been 100 vendors and maybe 300 attendees, and it's a huge difference in all that, you know, decade yeah. and a half or something like that. Yeah, the Civic Center. And for folks who haven't attended, it's, yeah, it's, it's there's breweries inside the showroom. There's bars. There's any every piece of uh, merch, you know, process yeah. operations, working bottling lines, yeah, whole breweries that are functioning Shipping, and yeah. they bring from Germany and China, and it's just amazing. It was amazing. To see yeah. the scale. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I but think yeah, really exciting too. Yeah, it was a good. It was kind of a good pivot point or chapter for you know inde- independent beer, and you really see how that's been going i think they had what like the 30 foot tall you know independent you know, craft brewery sign you know that was a little obnoxious but it was important and um yeah it was just fun so if you haven't gone to those it's a it's a great experience and i can imagine i mean the brewery was packed for you guys pretty much day and night for like two, oh, you know, absolutely. two weeks yeah but our staff was on top of it we have a great group of people that work at yazoo and um, they they held it together and did a beautiful job. So yeah, it was all good stuff. Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, yeah, like we said, you're a co-founder, but we also want to talk to you about your artwork and you know, your, your design. So this is kind of the part where you get to awkwardly or you know talk about yourself for a little while. You know what what's the uh, what's the Lila story? How did you kind of how did you get into this? And you know yeah, you know, let's go from there. That's well. Well, Linus, you know, this making beer is his passion, and he's the one that's good at that. Um, and he and I have uh, been together for a long time, and uh, he always wanted to be an entrepreneur. We were born and raised in Mississippi, but after college, going to college, both of us in Virginia, we decided we wanted to get out of Mississippi, and we uh, found Nashville. He got a job here uh, at Bridgestone Firestone Tire, and he was making tires around and uh, he was real frustrated with that and wanted to start his own business. And he'd been homebrewing and there was a void in uh, the craft beer industry in Nashville. There was a couple of small brew pubs here, um, but not any, you know, really can larger craft brew, you know, that was just brewing beer. And so we decided to make a go of it. I was working at a little museum here in Nashville. I don't know if anybody knows this, but Nashville is uh, the Athens of the South, and we have the, the uh, only full-scale replica of the Parthenon in the world from Athens, Greece, and I was working in a little museum that's inside the Parthenon, and so he quit his job, 
as an engineer, and uh, I helped support him to start this brewery in um, an old car manufacturing building um, in North Nashville, not the best part of town. And we rented the leased the space. We uh, cleaned out about 200 years of pigeon poop, um, reglazed all the windows. And we have some thugs come by later and knock them all out with rocks. But we put in a little brewery there and people just came in droves. We were totally overwhelmed by the number of people who were interested in in our beer. And um, so by the first end of the first year, we had um, exceeded our five-year plan. So we opened in 2003. Um, and by 2005, we were ready to bottle. And of course, that meant we needed a label. And at the, that time, we had pretty much Linus and myself and a couple other employees. And um, we have a great friend who had uh, helped us come up with our Yazoo logo. Um, and he did a beautiful job with that. But, you know, I was tasked with creating a label, basically. Um, I have a background of art. My family always is full of artists in different ways, writers, uh, textile artists. I have a minor in cyber arts. And so um, I'd always worked with art and museums. And so it just kind of fell to me to do the artwork. So um, with my toddler running around the dining room table and and my infant suckling at my breast, I painted some paintings. And we did the first um, two labels, which were for the first two beers we bottled, which were our uh, pale ale and our dose Paris. So um, those were kind of a labor of love. I didn't really know what to do at the time. There were a lot of regulations about what labels could look like with what was in the ATF and, you know, um, what you could have on the label. And so um, I started out by just kind of cutting out paper and putting together uh, forms and shapes and um, bringing a lot of stories from Linus and myself and our history and our family and where we're from in Mississippi um, into the images and eventually that morphed into doing some painting and acrylic and and then I handed those over to our um, friend Jeff Thornycroft who's an amazing graphics designer who lives here in Nashville he's also a musician and he made them into some some beautiful labels you know and that's just kind of how it came to be and since then, I've created more labels. Most of the labels I create are for the um, the year-round kind of fixed um, beers that we make. Then we um, have several other artists who've contributed. My mother-in-law in her retirement has um, taken to plain air painting. So she's contributed to quite a few of the seasonals. Um, we There's a local tattoo artist in town who, Ryan Thomas, he created uh, – the artwork for our Embrace the Funk, our sour um, line of beers. Um, James Osborne, who is an artist who was here in Nashville. I think he lives in Des Moines, Iowa now, but he created a, a beautiful um, painting for a preservation ale we did with a local farm in town where we got some hops that had, that had been, that had, they were growing that we made into a beer. Now we make that every year and we contribute the funds to their, to their land preservation project um, outside of Nashville. So a lot of different artists have contributed. Our 
children, Linus and I have two children. Our daughters actually made a label. It's for the Hot Perfect label. Oh. So it kind of has become a family affair. People. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been fun. It's been, it's been, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of a shy person, so I don't really like putting myself out there. I've worked with art and I like handling the art and, and, you know, doing the things that people don't know that you have to do in order to display art or make it possible to, to, uh, preserve and things like that. But, um, you know, creating something myself and sort of putting myself out there, there's a level of discomfort for me, but I'm glad to see that people enjoy it. And, you know, it's fun to go walk down the supermarket aisle and see it, see it there. Yeah. And <laughs> In I, cereal. Yeah. And I think that all the, the, the year round beers have that, you know, and then even the embrace the funks have kind of that common, you know, each have their own kind of story or branding in that way that they're, you know, you, you can tell they're hand drawn and then brought on, which I, I really like, especially the, the paintings. Do you still have all the, the originals of, of the paintings? We do. They're, they're hanging in the, the, um, Miyazu tap room. That's what I thought. Um, yeah. we, um, and, the, and as I said, I started cutting paper to make those and then it transformed into actually painting them. But, um, it's kind of a funny story. We, uh, we're from Vicksburg, Mississippi, and there's a, a, a fairly well-known folk artist named Earl Simmons, um, African-American artist. Um, I think he's deceased now, but he um, came to prominence in the 80s and 90s, um, and he did, you know, kind of outsider art. I mean, it is outsider art, very colorful, just using, um, you know, the paints he had on hand and whatever materials um, to be a canvas, like the side of a, you know, old car door, he'd paint on that. And he was well known in Vicksburg and um, we uh, enjoyed his art. And so a lot of um, what I brought to the, the original labels um, was borrowed from what Earl, you know, was able to achieve storytelling kind of, um, you know, the pale ale label is a is an old truck kind of driving into the sunset with with hop vines and you know growing up in Vicksburg, Mississippi, there wasn't too much to do, so uh, it's right on the river. It's a beautiful river town, but one of the things we could always find to do is go and watch the sunset um, in the evenings. And Linus had an old 1954 pickup truck that he restored. His, his parents gave him that, I think, just to keep him slowed down in high school. <laughs> and um, and we would go and just, you know, sit in the back of that truck and and watch the sunset. So that was kind of brought a story from our lives into the label and the imagery. Um, the Dos Perros, two dogs. Um, at the time, we had Atticus and Zimmerman, our two uh, one a lab mix and one a lab and they're just they were crazy dogs and they were always howling and um you know jumping up and that that became them howling at the moon uh on the dos Peros label the hefeweizen was the third label i did and it was funny because we were bottling but we were trying to convey to people you know you take the hefeweizen and you need to pour it into a glass to really enjoy it well and so I came up with this sort of Garden of Eden idea where the female figure is 
reclining and she's got her glass reaching out to the snake to fill, you know, and it was really to convey the idea, Hey, you need to pour this beer into a glass. Um, but you know, it, it has some pretty interesting imagery and kind of pulls from biblical stories and, and our own, our own stories. Um, I think our family is full of storytellers. So. Well, I, yeah, and you're—you might not realize it, but you're a good storyteller. You're making my life a lot easier right now, Lana. Oh, well, no, I'm just talking too much. Sorry. No, no, no. That's the one thing I, I people say that. Oh, I'm sorry, I rambled, and I love it. It's great because it's 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 natural, and as you said before, you're a reserved person, and so for you just to tell these stories, it's you know, it's something that doesn't happen. And uh, I really appreciate it. I was actually just looking while you were talking. There's, if it's the same Earl, there's a. Is does he have an art? Is there an art book? Earl's art shop. Is that the same art? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's Earl's art shop. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that um, was, I found the yeah the books on uh, Amazon. That's well, actually, you can come into the um, tap room and see a couple of his pieces that are painted onto old car doors. Um, Linus's uncle. Uh, worked with Earl um, before he became a quote unquote famous artist at a lumber mill in Vicksburg and, and Linus's uncle um, actually commissioned Earl um, probably about 10 years ago to paint some Yazoo paintings. And um, so he gave him some images of the label and Earl, um, you know, being of that generation, African-American in Mississippi, he, is illiterate or was literate. And, uh, and so he, you just sort of painted them kind of another word in for lack of a better word verbatim. And you can see them. He, we have two of his pieces in the tap room. Um, and with a Nashville skyline, they're really amazing pieces. He's a very talented, you know, person. So I love um, that. That was somebody that inspired you and then to be able to kind of bring it full circle and have him interpret your work as you'd kind of done for his yeah it's pretty cool yeah it's cool to do yeah it's very yeah. everything's very thoughtful which i like you know even you know having your children do a label i think that's as a proud parent and i think that's one of the things we connected on it's just it's it's wonderful to be able to you know they'll come in here while i'm recording or afterwards and i'll pretend to interview them and like it's just to share something that you care about with your with your family makes it that much more enjoyable Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and they're, they're 13 and 14 now they're, they're hmm. of that age where it's not cool. Yeah. Their parents aren't cool, but they still appreciate us and, and what we're doing and love to contribute. And they're secretly angled to do another label. So maybe someday they'll get another label in there. Yeah. Right. To see the kind of before and after, right. The, yeah. How they, how they've grown as, as artists. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're really into more like writing stories and and things like that now. They're not as into visual art, but they're still very artistic. Or maybe they write the story and you interpret their story into a label so it brings it all together, right? That that would be great. We nope. actually the three of us worked on a project where we have a a piece and a um a art piece and a show that's currently up at the Nashville Library here in, in downtown Nashville. Um, and they each contributed a writing, my younger daughter, a poem, my older daughter wrote a little play and I created a quilt. And so we, 
we have it in a group show that's at the National Library. So we're 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 always um, collaborating in some way or another. Yeah, you're stealth. Yeah, you're just keep. Yeah, you're under the radar. You just kind of keep doing it, which is great. That's pretty exciting. So that's the Nashville Library. Um, yes, it's a it's a show called Twenty Collaborations. There's a um, a, a book binder uh, bookmaker here in Nashville named Britt Static, and she is amazing at what she can make artists do. But she collaborates with artists and other people to create um, a book, basically. But she sort of ex- expounds on the idea of what the form of a book could be. You know, it's way beyond just pages between the front and the back cover. Um, so it's, uh, this, this is the third installment. It's the last installment. I created a book for the second installment, which was a Yazoo book, which was based on all the labels. Um, and, uh, um, you can go to 20 collaborations.com and you can see those images of the different artists, um, and the different pieces that have been created for all three shows, including the current show that's up now until December 1st. Awesome. Yeah. The quote, the quote's lovely with the, with the poem and the, you can see it on there. Yeah. So 20, the number 2020collaborations.com and it's right there. You can see a lot of this work. So I thank you for, for sharing that. It's exciting. Like I said, I love, I, I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to come to town again. So hopefully sooner than, sooner than later. So from a process standpoint, how it, how do you decide that you're going to do the label or, you know, what the name of the beer is going to be? How does that come together? Um, I really don't have too much to do with the name of the beer. Um, Linus and he, and we have uh, a great marketing branding person, Neil. And, and then of course our brewers, um, you know, put that together. Um, We originally named the pale ale Amarillo because that was a new hop, a new varietal back in whatever, 2003, 2002. Um, But we kind of dropped off the Amarillo. Dos Peros, uh, it's a kind of a German style Pilsner, but it's sort of Mexican, you know, Dos Equis kind of style with a little added corn for for sweetness. Um, So that's how we came up with that. Um, I don't really have much to do with the naming of the light, of the, of the beer. Um, okay. With that, with the name, so they come to you with the name and kind of what style or ingredients or hops are in there. Then is there some, and that's, they kind of tell you where the name comes from and then you kind of interpret it or is it completely separate? Um, it, it can go different ways. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, so Recently, um, we created a kind of a hazy IPA, um, and I don't know that it really has a name yet. We're going to be using it for our 15th anniversary beer. Um, Our 15th anniversary is October. We're having a big party, uh, and um, so they kind of created a new beer for that, hazy IPA. Um, you know, Linus told me it's going to be hazy. And, um, so I said, well, let's do something that has to do with like optics. And then I really love stained glass. And of course I have an experience with fiber art. So I made out of 
fabric, I made a fabric stained glass kind of. And that was all just based on the fact that he said it's a hazy IPA. Um, just kind of that's sort of how the, the you know, domino, dominoes fell. It was like hazy, optics, stained glass, you know. So anyway, um, so I, I'm not sure I'm answering your question, but in that case, that's kind of how it came to be. He said, this is a hazy IPA. And so I kind of stream of consciousness got to that point <laughs> to make a, uh, an image that was a stain of stained glass out of fabric and then handed it off to Jeff, our, um, graphics guru. And he, uh, Made it into a beautiful label. So oh, that's nice. I hope everybody will look for that. It's coming out soon. Yeah, exactly. A little teaser there. So hopefully, yeah, well, this episode will come out right, I think, at the beginning of October, right before the 15th anniversary is really incredible, especially when you think yes. about it, just going to a new market. And then and if you every time I go there, there's a new brewery propping up in, in Nashville, and you guys are kind of the, the founding fathers of that. You really kind of set the, the baseline, the benchmark for – for quality in, you know, in Tennessee and beyond. So it's really nice to 15 years is really for any business, but especially how hyper-competitive craft beer can be. It's really, uh, it's something to applaud you guys for. So thank you. Well, thank you. Um, we work really hard to make, you know, very quality beer, highest standards, very consistent, you know, make sure that our packaging is done in a way that retains the quality of the beer and, um, you know, everybody is really committed to that at the brewery. Um, it's not to say there's not room for creativity. You know, um, we, we, um, we encourage uh, the brewers, um, the cellarmen, even some of the, the bottling um, guys to, you know, contribute their, um, their recipes and make beers um, on a smaller scale, which will serve in the tap room and, and then, of course, we have the Embrace the Funk, and Brandon Jones um, is our, you know, sour master, and he's always coming up with something new and fun. And um, But, again, it always goes back to consistency and quality and maintaining freshness and making sure the beers that are out there stay fresh and are replaced with fresh beer and all that. So that's, that is the, the absolute priority. The Yazoo way. That's right. I mean, I think that's. Well, a, we try to we try to make it that way. That's how it. Well, that's how it's been for me. I've 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 haven't had I've had your beer a lot, but I haven't had it a lot at the brewery. So, it's uh, the, it's working. But even that, even the sour stuff, I think that it's uh it's cutting edge what you're doing there. It made it you know even more of a destination location for people. So it's really uh to see you know how far things have come in you know, the last 15 years. It's it's really impressive. Yeah, and we're. We're real excited for what's on the horizon. Um, uh, people may not realize this, but we um, have outgrown the space that we're in in the Gulch. That's the area of Nashville that we're in, and um, so that pr- we actually sold that property, and we are building a new brewery. Um, it's not in the city center; it's out in a, a little suburb called Madison. So it's going to be a destination. We're going to have a lot more space. Um, it's going to be a lot easier on production. We'll be able to get big trucks in and out without blocking traffic like we're doing now and making people mad at us or, uh, you know, hindering their ability to get to work. Um, so we won't have the foot traffic that we have there 
uh, in the you know hot part of Nashville, but we hope it'll be a destination and people still want to come out and see all the exciting things that Yazoo is doing and see all the bright and beautiful faces that are excited about being part of Yazoo. So. Yeah, I I'm not a soothsayer, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a big hit. So I think that with the level of thought and detail that you've put into the business up until this point, I mean to have a a bigger space that you can kind of building from the ground up is just that's that's exciting because a lot of times that first brewery you know folks don't even get you know past that but to be able to you're kind of just making it work within the confines of the spaces that are available and so to be able to you know think about trucks and you know experiences it's a it's exciting so back you listen to the episode number 79 16 ounce canvas lila hall yazoo brewing as i said before one of my favorite places to visit nashville tennessee i've seen some incredible music there artists we've never heard of i've seen friends of mine the alternate roots play down there saw my favorite band fish play there food is incredible beer is incredible people are great i even went to the the symphony there i mean to be, to be truthful, it was Trey from Fish was playing there with the, the Nashville uh, orchestra, but it was incredible. But let's take a quick moment. Join me now in just wishing the folks, Lila and Linus and everybody at Yazoo, a happy 15th anniversary. It's an amazing accomplishment. Sadly, you see breweries and businesses closing every day. And just to be able to, continually evolve and reinvent themselves and grow bigger but being true to their roots and so we figured we'd cut it right in the middle as we're talking about the new location there's so a lot of times you find like an easy cut point there wasn't necessarily an easy you know lull in the conversation here so we kind of gave you a little bit of a teaser about the new place you'll find out some more information coming up and i think it'll just be really really well received it's uh it's exciting and i look forward to to visiting and maybe meeting some of y'all down there and yes, I'm trying to see how many times I can not actively do it. I'm not forcing the all, but just when I'm down there. I mean, there's just certain places you like to go and things just feel right. I mean, when I'm home in Philadelphia, I like Chicago. Nashville has come to be that. And Portland, Maine. New York City, I'm not sure. I love going to New York City, but it doesn't feel the same way. It's a, it's a great experience and we have a lot of fun there, but it's uh, it's been too long. I haven't been back to Nashville, so I will definitely be getting back there. And some folks call it Nash Vegas, but like I feel that they that a lot of people just do that. Like I, I don't think that's like a thing that locals like. But Lila, Linus, let me know. I don't know. I'm not using it. I just need approval. But as I said, you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, episode number 79, Lila Hall Yazoo Brewing. The website is Yazoo Y A Z O O B R E W. If you're playing Scrabble, you get like a shitload of points. Triple word score a few times. Get the the Y and the Z there. You'd be you'd be racking it up. So use them words, folks. So hopefully you're enjoying the music here and enjoying the episode. We're very excited to share with you the eighth twelve pack. Having a great time. Hopefully, if you're at the Great American Beer Festival, you're having a great time there. It looks amazing. Denver sounds very exciting. Maybe we'll come visit there in April. 
working on a few things for you, but we always keep it keep it to the best until it's time to release. But get in touch. We're gonna get right back into it. There's no sense in delaying this and holding this from you. This is part two, Lila Hall, co-founder, co-owner, Yazoo Brewing, labels, business, life, Tennessee. It's all good. So here we go. Part two. Enjoy. When now we'll, we'll just put you on the spot. So when when can folks look for look for that? Has ground broken already, or is it something that's kind of... we have we have broken ground, um, and it is un- building is underway. Um, I don't want to give a definitive date, but we would love to be in the new building and brewing um, late spring of next year, and be able to have people by Memorial Day come and enjoy the beer at the new location. All right. So that is our cross our fingers, hold our breath, uh, hope. Well, um, and things are going well. You know, we're, we're progressing. It's a really different kind of project than the last two breweries we built. Built, you know, as I said, when we were at Marathon, Linus and I basically did all the work ourselves uh, to build the brewery, and then uh, this, the the current location in the Gulch. Um, you know, that was a bigger project and, you know, had more hands involved in that, but it definitely wasn't the scale that we're um, endeavoring with this third and hopefully final location, um, you know, going from the ground up. Um, so it's exciting. It's scary, but it's also wonderful. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. I think in, I think that breweries like yourself, especially when they go to towns that are maybe on the outskirts or not as the you know major city centers, they, they it really helps boost the local economy, agriculture, you know the jobs, and it really helps to you know I bet you all the businesses in Madison are really excited to to have you as their neighbors now. Well, I hope so, and I'm so thrilled that it seems they are. We were a little worried that they might not be. Uh, people, yeah. Um, when we first moved to Nashville, you know, Nashville was not only the Athens of the South, it was also the buckle of the Bible Belt. And uh, <laughs> putting in a brewery, you know, yeah. we wondered if there'd be pushback, and Madison's a little more conservative. and But it's it's kind of an up-and-coming part, uh, part of town, and everybody that has, has chimed in about it who's up there is super excited about us moving in. And so we're thrilled to be part of that community and um, meeting those people and um, you know, just, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good people want good people. And I think that, I mean, I wouldn't say they may welcome every brewery. I mean, I think it's just a reality, but you know, I think that your reputation and the, the, the work that you do, I think it, it, it's not only, not only in the beer, but just kind of in the, the mantra and how you, you know, carry yourself in the community, which is really important. So I think that it's really, it's really fitting, you know, you're, to me, you're the, and the brewery of Tennessee, and so to to have that expand to a new well, that's part. that's cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So I, I think it'll be a fun space. It's um it's right on the Cumberland River. Um, we don't have river access, but it's just kind of an open area. You know, we go out there, we see you know deer print and uh, wildlife and trees, and it's such a different from the different space from the con- concrete jungle that we're in right now. So. It'll be nice breath of fresh air. 
Yeah, and you'll have a, and you'll have all those all those new canvases and walls for you to design and you know. Set Absolutely, up. yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, well, you should. Looking yeah, forward to it. Get one of your yeah, get one of your pieces up there, and you know, I think that would be great. You do a mural or something. I think it's. I was yeah, I was going to ask before you said about the kind of the tile. Uh, you you create that tile with you know cloth and what have you. I was curious how that got transcribed. So I think it's a. Uh, it's nice that you have Jeff to to help. Just, you can just hand it to him and allow, and he just brings it to brings it to digital, which is nice. Which is a nice uh, plug for him too. He is absolutely talent, absolutely amazingly talented, and he can really transform anything. Um, I mean, I tell him all the time, you can make a sow's ear into a silk purse. He's pretty amazing. Um, He's his. I think his website's retrolux.com, um, and he's he's a talented guy in many ways. So we're glad to have him on our on our team and helping us um, create continuity in our in our branding and um, in our imagery. And he he really helped come up with the logo. I, I love our logo. It's really unusual and. Um, you know, he, he's the one who's like, let's make it kind of that Y shape and you can see it across the room. You know, it's really unique. And so he's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hear many people describe their, their logo. It's unusual. So I like that. I like that. It's a good way to say it. Yeah. It's very, it's very unique, which is what you hope for. And it's got the, the sunset, which is, is, is always lovely. Especially going back to your, your label with the, you know, in the truck and kind of enjoying, enjoying the, the simple pleasures. Yes, exactly. It all ties together. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm picking it up here. I'm, I'm catching the vibe here. <laughs> it's all connected, so that's good. Uh, let's see what else we have for you. So, um, what do you? Yeah, what are your favorite? This is a kind of a easy, maybe easier question for you. What are some of your favorite, you know, beers? It must be hard working at the brewery, you know. But what are your what are your favorites right now? Do you have seasonal favorites, or how does that go? Well. Um... You know, at the end of the day, it's always nice to have a refreshing hoppy beer. So um, uh, I like to drink the um, the Hot Perfect. That was the label that my daughters, our daughters did. Um, and, um, of course, Linus brings home different variations uh, of all the Embrace the Funk beers and um, we just did one, there's a series called open and Brandon does different ingredients and works with different, um, beers and he's just done one. It's called open and he's put lemongrass and things in it. And I, I had it, had one the other night and I was like, Oh, now I want Thai food, green curry. Um, it was, it's pretty great. Um, I like just trying new beers. Um, when we started the brewery, you know, Stouts were my favorite, um, but now I've just kind of realized that there's so many amazing combinations of uh, beer and ingredients and aromatics and hops and, all, you know, this, the complexities. So I try to appreciate just about everything. Um, I, I will say I'm not a huge fan of porters. I don't really kind of like that lactic kind of spoiled milk aftertaste. But um, but I I still enjoy like our um, our Sue. Um, it's like you're reading my mind. And my favorite, yeah, yeah our um, 
my favorite, I don't do a lot of brew fest. I'm kind of a little bit of a, uh, I don't like crowds, but um, we, we did our funk fest and I always like to go to that one because the brewers are actually like pouring the beer and they talk to you about it. And um, I met this, um, these two women, Shyla and Missy, who uh, started a brewery in Albuquerque called Bow and Arrow. They're both Native American ladies and uh, they do sours. That's what they brought to the fest. I haven't been out to Albuquerque to their brewery, but I really enjoyed their beer. And, uh, you know, they use a lot of um, local kind of ingredients that might be kind of sort of considered Native American herbs and things like that. So I thought that was kind of creative and um, I'd love to be able to have some more of their beer. I don't think they distribute it here in Nashville. So maybe you have to take a trip to Albuquerque. Yeah, that's the beauty of it too. It was like finding these breweries and people with unique interpretations. And I know it's kind of like art with the breweries, you know, they all, everyone could have the same ingredients, but you, with how it's interpreted is, is much different. I was thinking there was like, master chef cooking shows like i would love to see that one with like brewing it's like okay you have this yeah that would be great i mean i don't yeah, think it would, it would work be. work as well for tv because you have to like the show would have to look and then like three weeks later you know it's like then the beer is ready yeah. to go but <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so but i mean yeah. it still could be it still could be pretty cool and it's just to see that in action but um but yeah you mentioned the the sue beer and my wife name my wife susan so what what is the name what is the significance of the sue um well, I don't want to call too much attention to it, but um, the label, just to give you a sense, it's just a black label with the right word, Sue, big black letter, letters. Um, one of our, I mean, who doesn't love Johnny Cash, but uh, one of our favorite songs is uh, A Boy Named Sue, written by Shel Silverstein, which of course is a st- uh, book everybody, you know, his poems, are, everybody reads them to their kids. Um, so yeah, so it's a smoked porter, um, and, um, we hoped not to get sued by Johnny Cash and his estate for naming the beer, Sue. So. All right. Well, if you want to edit that part out, I can. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. It's, uh, it's kind of a nod to a boy named Sue and, uh, you know, the man in black and dark. Yeah. Roasted. Oh. So good. yeah, that yeah. goes my next question. Yeah, we're gonna, we try to customize. The, you know, you listen to a few of the music, and so I mean that's a no brainer. We'll have little Johnny Cash in the background for one of the one of the segments. And he, I, when I go on Johnny Cash runs of just hours, it's just so good. And so it's been it, it makes me like you guys even more. So yeah, you can't go wrong with Johnny Cash. No, you can't. He's pretty great. Amen. To, amen um, to that. Yeah. All right. And. uh Cool. And last question is kind of just a tag off of that. Do you have certain music that you're listening to when you're painting or creating or, or just kind of what are you listening to when you're, you know, doing, doing Yazoo stuff? You know, we like to just kind of, this is a self-serving question. It really helps me expand my musical palette. So I just really like to learn about what other people are digging. Well, um, well, we just, uh, built a little garage that's got a studio for me to have a space to work in. And, um, we put our old turntable and we have albums that 
we collect, have been collecting and that, you know, came from my family, Linus's parents. And, you know, he, he's got the album that, um, his parent is the Jimmy Cliff album that his parents played nonstop, you know, in the seventies. And, um, so I, I listen to the albums. I listen to podcasts like the 16 ounce canvas. Uh, others. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, yeah, uh, we're going to cut that out do, and make that little, you know, make that little, <laughs> little pr- if we had promo places, I would, yeah. Um, I'd be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's fun to have the albums here in the studio and be able to, you know, put those on. Um, you know, we've got Linda Ronstant, Rakuters, one of my favorite artists. He and I share a birthday, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, so, um, yeah, so listening to the, you know, variety of albums we have, podcasts. Um, of course, with my kids, 13 and 14, we got to listen to lots of hip hop and, <laughs> uh, you know, things like that. Yeah. You know, current music, um, but a variety of things. Absolutely, variety of things. Our, our younger daughter's really gotten into buying albums, and uh, you know, so she she's getting her own little collection of albums going in here. So listening to some of her stuff, you know, she's got the La La Land soundtrack, and um, so just trying new things, trying listening to new things. So very wide range of of ambient sounds going on when Excellent. I'm working. I wouldn't expect anything else. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have our, yeah, we have the those the new like the the wire speaker in the kitchen. And it's always, but it uses the it's oh, those Alexas and uh, Echoes, whatever they're called, right? And so the but the boys now can use it. and They'll come in, and so they'll be listening to their favorite. Oh, Alexa, play this, play that. And it's just like sometimes it's not very good music, but it's just fun to sit back and kind of see what, like what they're into and just kind of catch them dancing when they don't, you know, see you watch. It's just fun. But yes, yeah. it absolutely is. Um, absolutely. And, uh, it's fun to see what they think is, is cool that we listen to and what yeah. they think is horrible. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. be able to feed it back to them. Like, are you serious? You're going to listen to this, you know, yeah. or impress them with, with, uh, with my knowledge of, of music or oh, I'm so just good. not cool anymore, but yeah, it's all good stuff. You're, you're, yeah, you're, they don't realize it. They're just, they're just trying to be teenagers. So they're, they're, you're, you're cool. You're cool with me. I don't know if that helps. I'm 40. So I don't think that necessarily well, is a seal of approval actually now that I say that. So I, I probably will not, yeah, do not tell them that I, this old man on the radio told them, told you that you're cool. So we'll just scrap that. Well, they, they still, they still let us have dance parties together and, and right. let Linus and I dance with them. So I guess we're not that uncool. Yeah. Yeah. The boys this yeah. morning wanted to hear Bob Marley's three little birds. And I felt like I did something good as a parent. Oh, I felt I did something good awesome. as, yeah, I felt I did something good as a parent. I was like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll take that. That's fine. Yeah. 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 So, well, I used to sing that song to them when they were going to sleep at night. It's a great one. Yeah. We, yeah. One. We have a few, so it's good. So I just wanted to thank you, Lila, for, for all you do. I am, you know, the story and how important family is and really all the, the hard work you guys do doesn't go unnoticed. And it's just been nice to really get to hear a little bit about it. I know that, like I said, you know, making this happen, you know, we went back and forth and, and, I know that you're a very uh, private person, so I, I really just appreciate you sharing your story. And you know, hopefully when I am down there next time, I can thank you in person. Absolutely. I'd love to meet you in person. And, and I appreciate your interest in Yazoo and our little brewery and, you know, what we're doing. And, and thank you so much for uh, 
allowing me the opportunity to to share our um our our story and you know how the label came labels came to be and 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 thank you so much for letting me ramble on all the best right that's yeah you're a great guest so i i am happy early anniversary and many more and we look forward to you know yazoo 3.0 in madison so excited so have yeah a, yeah have a great Thanks. day and yeah. well, let us know when you're coming in town all right we'll will a, do a good southern welcome i i, I welcome it I, I love i love uh I love coming down south and visiting y'all, so it's good. See, I said y'all, so I feel good when I talk to yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah, I see you're already native. Yeah, when I'm, when I'm down there for about a day or so, it just get, <laughs> there's like three or four words that like I'm like, oh, I'm like it feels good. All right, I'm here. Yeah, my, my body is yeah. uh, is calibrated. So, well, you have a great day, Absolutely. and I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Lada. All right, thank you, AJ. Cheers. Alrighty, bye. All right, all right. There we have it, folks. The essential Lila Hall Yazoo Brewing interview right here on the 16-ounce canvas. Like I said before, it was just a real pleasure to get to speak to Lila. She's a very private person. I was a huge pain in the ass making sure she would send me a picture. Not always my favorite part is uh, badgering people for their photos. <laughs> so I, I apologize, Lila. But it was just a, it was a really nice experience. It's a brewery that I've known for a long time. It's, like I said before, and I'll keep saying it again, Nashville is a special place for me. And so to now have a just even nicer connection to it, for it to mean just a little bit more to me, is just, uh, it's perfect. So I just want to thank everybody for making this possible. I want to wish Yazoo the best 15 years. Here's another 15 more. If you're listening, you're local, and you're picking up that hazy IPA, we'd love to love to try it. If you want to trade, get in touch, AJ at 16OunceCanvas.com. Celebrating, celebrating the zoo, the ya of the zoo. I'm just really excited to, to get back down there, hopefully sooner than later. If you're listening to 16 Ounce Canvas, this was episode number 79. Like I said, Lila Hall, YazooBrew.com. That's with the Y-A Zoo. Like the monkeys, brew.com and Yazoo Brew on Instagram. So, thank you for joining us. We're really excited. We got we're able to announce our eighth season. Really special episode. We're now getting into the 80s, the 80s. So, we'll see that. We have a hopefully another special announcement we're making soon. Want to. Tell everybody to go check out Heidi Geis, 48 Beer Project. If you not to do that, she has embarked on that journey. And we're looking for ways that we can support that and keep you updated on the world. World of Heidi, the Geist. So check that out. But get in touch. Use the hashtag. If you have a few moments, I would appreciate it. Head on over to iTunes, wherever it is that you're potting. Wherever you get your podcast on, leave us a rating or review. It helps us to move up in the rankings i think or searches or whatever but we're just getting out to the masses and hopefully we'll have some more news to share with you next week so without further ado we're gonna let this roll out seems like jimmy cliff is an important record for for lila than linus and it's one of the best parts about this is just listening to the tunes that people recommend so until next week <laughs>